the thing that makes us all special, the thing that you have that nobody else has, the thing that I have that nobody else has, whatever that thing may be, oftentimes is the thing that we get teased about as a kid or like that sets us apart or makes us a nerd or like, who knows? Those are our gifts. And so for me, listening to who I am as a person and, and making music that's authentic with people I love will always come out on top you know, be the person that you were put here to be, even if nobody gets it. Here we are with Jen Hartswick. Jen, so glad to have you on here. How are you doing today? I am fantastic. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. So for everyone out there listening, Jen here sings and plays trumpet with Trey Anastasio Band. Anastasio Band. I think I'm still mispronouncing that, but anyway, she also. To? Well, how would you say it if I wasn't in the room? You would you would make it more Anastasio. Yeah, but I mean that's probably the proper way to say it. But he says Anastasio, but his people, his legacy would probably prefer it was if it was Anastasio. Back to my intro, Sorry. Jen Hartswick here. <laughs> she may be in Trey Band, but she's got some incredible solo music some music of her own that i um, super excited to dive into you know what goes into all that with you here today um so yeah to start this off talking about songwriting you know I, I know you came out with the album just recently this past year I'd love to know like so when I think of songwriting I think of being really nervous to like not even do it <laughs> and then ultimately yeah. if you do you know find yourself in a life where you're songwriting probably like trash bags full of crumpled up song lyrics you know what I mean and yeah. I'm I want to ask you like how do you evaluate with what you're writing whether it's good or not and like what kind of quality it has that's a great question um you know I think as creative folks we always think everything's just the worst thing ever <laughs> um you know it's never going to be good enough oh this is stupid I mean I, you know there there are things that I'm uh better at than others in in my uh, career and songwriting is probably one of the lowest um if I were to rank them but I think you know I think it is in terms of evaluation, it's like, number one, do you believe it? Do you believe the story? Do you believe how it's being told? Is there a better way to tell it? Is there a more succinct way to tell it? Um, are you blowing smoke? Did this never happen? Does it sound like it never happened? You know what I mean? Like there's so many things lyrically that go into like questions that go into the lyrics. Um, and so, you know, I think I get to a point where like I'm okay with it and then I have to show it to somebody else and then I turn into like a nervous five-year-old and think I'm the worst at everything um and I don't unless you're like a professional songwriter I think that's a very normal way to feel and maybe professional songwriters feel that way too it sometimes but um you know if you're if you're putting your own lyrics out there it's it's like a real window into your life you know if you're telling an uh, autobiographical story so it's a very vulnerable thing to do. Mm. Yeah. So if it would be okay, I'd love to hear a story from you of like one of your favorite songs you've ever written and, and just like the story behind that. Sure. Um, there's one off of this last record. Um, the record's called um, Something in the Water. And this the song is uh, Innocence. Um, and it I was 
really blessed to grow up on a really beautiful piece of land in north northern Vermont where I was the only house my grandparents were the only house that's it my grandparents bought a, a bunch of land back when land was really really inexpensive and so they have 300 acres in northern Vermont that there's nothing on it's just fields and forests and there's a waterfall um uh, there's a river there's and there's two houses on the whole property um and I, that's where I grew up from the age of five until my parents are still there. Um, my grandparents' house is still there. Uh, and so I wrote a song about growing up on that property and sort of, I was always just sort of under the impression that everything around me raised me just as much as the people who did. So there was, you know, a, a tire swing that I used to go to every day for a decade, you know, and like see those trees and, and those trees would grow as I would grow. And, and just the concept that, that, you know, the, the things around you, the trees and the ground and the earth and everything is like an auntie or an uncle, just as much as an auntie or an uncle is. Uh, so it's really just like an homage to, to that feeling and, and a thank you to be able to grow up in such a place. So mm. um, that's one of the ones that I'm the, the most proud of on that album, I would say, because it's, it's, it's a very authentic feeling and, and song. And it's one of those that just kind of like, four minutes later it was done you know can you talk to me about the concept you had behind fairy tale sure. that song i feel like maybe like one of the greatest songs like i've ever heard i feel like oh my god thank you so much um yeah we wrote that one uh nick casarino who produced the album who plays guitar on the album who is a fantastic musician um and his wife is an amazing lyricist aaron boyd um, and when we wrote this, right, we, the three of us wrote this album together um, in uh, in a, a bed and breakfast in Vermont during the heart of COVID um, in January when it was absolutely freezing cold and no one had seen each other in, you know, a year or whatever it had been, nine months. Um, and we sort of got on this roll about, um, you know, the idea of a relationship um that that was real that wasn't like some cute little fairy tale you know you go through all the things and and what may have worked for you back then doesn't work for you now and just that sort of concept of like a real actual relationship <laughs> um and so that's you know lyrically where where that one comes from and then we just like when we started making the record it just got that one got just got thicker and thicker and i i it's I think it's like the most cinematic um, song on, on the album. And I, I it still gives me goosebumps. Um, yeah. And if, if you haven't, if you haven't heard that, we're going to have a link in the description. Definitely, definitely recommend, recommend giving that one your, your undivided attention. Thanks. So jumping a little bit to the side here, I'd love to hear you talk about another songwriter that, that you admire and like, like what about them you admire? Hmm. You know, it's funny. I, there are songwriters that I admire who I have never met, um, you know, and so that's like, I feel like in a different category. And then there's ones that I know and I know their process. I mean, I think one of the greatest songwriters of our time is Jason Isbell. And um, I just am so gobsmacked every time he comes out with a new album. And I think like, there's no way he can do it again. And then every song in the record, I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me, man. This is like, like this dude is not human. And to think about how many songs that he's written 
that we've heard and how many just get crumpled up and thrown into the, the trash bin. Um, but I think, um, you know, even watching, I've been working with Trey since I was 17 years old. Um, and just watching the way that he writes a song is really interesting because he's gotten to a point in his career where it's like, he's not precious about it anymore. He just writes and he writes and he writes and he finishes it. And he probably writes like, I don't know, 10 songs in a week still. Like it's a crazy amount. And he's like, you know, you just never know what people are going to like and what people are going to latch onto and whatever, but he just says, yes. It's like, we're all so concerned with people liking it. You know what I mean? Uh, because we want people to like it. <laughs> you know, we want everybody to think it's the greatest thing in the world. But I think, you know, the, the songwriters who are most successful, like get up every day and treat it like a job, treat it like a skill that needs love and care. And, um, and they just do it. I mean, they just do it every single morning for an hour or two hours or whatever, make coffee, write some things down. Um, and I think the, the more you do that, the better you get at that skill. Um, which is something I have really just scratched the surface of, which um, I hope to get better and better at. Can you talk to me more about some other different qualities you think like successful songwriters need to have? I mean, I think that there's so many, especially in this town um, in Nashville, there's so many people who uh, who do co-writes. That's sort of like the, the, the thing that happens, right? Like you get these three people together, these two people together, whatever. Um, and I think that's really beautiful. I think it gives a, a, a different perspective on things. You can bounce stuff off of each other. You may trust each other. You may have literally just met five minutes ago. Um, but I think being able to, um, to bounce things off of people and, and to ask, I don't know, for me, like, to ask for help, you know, in terms of like, Hey, what do you think about this? And I think so many times we're afraid to do that. Um, I'm always afraid to do that because then you have to share, you know, and like, and hear criticism. Um, but I think the more open that you are to that, um, you know, that's really important. You want, you want feedback. I mean, unless you don't and then don't get it. But, um, I think the scariest thing is getting feedback when you write a song. Um, and, and if there's people who can help you with that skill, you should not be afraid to to uh, ask for that help. Mm. Hi, I'm Katie, producer of Weird Music Podcast. I want to give a big shout out to Voodoo Ranger. <laughs> Live rangerously. Well, if you made it this far, thank you for listening. Just want to let y'all know we've got these hand-dyed, ice-dyed Weird Music Podcast hoodies and also tees. If you'd like one, let us know. We'd love to get you one. And a big thank you to the geniuses over at Thrax CBD for sponsoring us with their amazing products. Also want to give a big thank you to J&J Distribution, Ohio's premier Delta 8 and CBD wholesale supplier. Retailers, check out their brands Cloud 8, Compassionate Buds, and Zaza. Got links in the description. And yeah, much love, y'all. Now back to the episode. Jumping away from songwriting a little bit, just talking about like being in teams and you know being, being a part of a band. Mm. I'd love to hear you speak about what you think about what you've learned from your career, some of the most important qualities for a good leader to have? Yeah. Um, I think as a leader, um, there are people who will be sidemen all their life and completely content in that position. 
And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Some people are very comfortable in that position. Um, I would say everybody at some time in their career needs to lead a project um, so that you know what goes on with the leader of whatever. Because it's really easy to sort of talk shit and roll your eyes and, and whatever and like stay very much in your own lane and never have to deal with the things that a leader has to deal with. So first of all, I think every side man, at least one time in their life needs to lead something um, and lead something you care about um, and find out, you know, how to make those budgets and what all comes into it and how you realize so many leaders are actually not even getting paid <laughs> for doing what they love to do. Um, but I think, um, you know, surrounding yourself with people you respect, surrounding yourself with people who you want to be around. There's so many people who... Um, you know, so many bands who break up um, just based on pure clientele, you know, it's like those personalities just are, or fired, 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 you know? Um, I think it's really important to, to surround yourself with people who you would want to hang out with um, and who can teach you something, you know, the, the leader who hires people who are, are on a higher level who they can learn from, I think are the most successful people. Um, and, and there's not a lot of leaders who have the ego or lack thereof to do that, you know? Um, but everybody in the band, you know, wants, wants to feel heard and wants to feel like their opinion matters. They want to feel respected. You know, it's, I've been lucky enough to be in a situation since I was in high school where I'm in a band, I was the only girl for a very long time. Um, and I expected to be treated just like everybody else because that's the only way that I've ever been treated. Um, I, was, I was really lucky in that way. Um, you know, as a young woman to come into a band of 11 men, we used to, our bus was 12 people and it was 11 men and me when I was 19, 20 years old. Um, that story doesn't usually end the way that my story has gone, you know? Um, but to feel like, you know, all those guys were my uncle. They, I got paid the same as everybody else. They respected me. They always asked me my opinion. I was always treated like I was the most capable. Um, and then I hear all these horror stories about these women who just have gotten treated like shit and, and treated less than, and it just really bothers me. Um, but I do very much appreciate that kind of thing too, from the leader down, you know, it's mm. like, he would never, you know, Trey would never think any differently of me, just like I never think any differently of me, but there's so many people who that's like a real thing, or, you know, the only women in it are the backup singers or, you know, and now we have me and Natalie and we're not, we didn't get the gig because we were women, you know, we got the gig because we're good at what we do. And that's all that, I mean, that's all I ever want. I don't want to be hired because I'm a woman. I think that's a very strange, unless you're singing a part that requires a certain, oh, that's got to be a mezzo-soprano. Like, I understand that. But like, like, oh, we want chicks. You know, it's like we spend our entire life trying to prove that we're not a novelty. Mm. Um, and so when, when certain people say, you know, like, oh, I want to have an all-girl band. I want to, like, I'm really hesitant. Like, why? Why? Why can't we all just get along? Why does it have to be this thing that we're doing? And if that makes you feel empowered, that's beautiful. That and, and sometimes it does. Um, 
I know I super got off on a tangent. I'm really sorry. <laughs> and I don't know if the question. Um, but anyway, so. I've, Amen I've, to what you're saying right yeah, now. I've, I've been really lucky to, to be uh, just from the jump. This is what I expect. And this is what I demand. You know what I mean? Um, and so if there's any young ladies listening who have been or are feeling like they're not respected, like, you know, there's people out there for you. Um, and don't put up with that. Cause like, give me a break. It's 2023. Hello. Oh. Anyway, For sure. Going even deeper down that rabbit hole. Like, so not just leaders, but people in the band, people you work with on your team. Like, can you talk to me about some of the qualities that, that you admire most, just, just about people you work with? Mm. You know, it's kind of the same thing that I mentioned before about just liking to be around those people, you know, creating a team for yourself. Um, you know, the people who work on Jennifer Hartswick, the team, um, it's a very small and mighty team, um, but they all, they all understand me. They all understand what my goals are. They understand what I'm capable of, even if I haven't realized what I'm capable of yet. You know, um, they push you, they uplift you. They, you know, and they tell you when you're full of shit, uh, you know, all of those kinds of things. But, but the people that you work with closely, like, you know, they need to really, really, they need to get it. They just need to get it. Um, and there's no need, you know, to have a team of 45 people, you know, um, I think like a few good people who really understand you is to me, like that feels right for me in my situation. So kind of looping this back with, so with where you're at now today, I'd love to hear what just like growth and improvement looks like for you, what, whatever that might be. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting to sort of put into words what the future looks like for me and what the, what the present looks like for me. Um, Growing up, I thought my life would look like I, I mean, I never like even sang really as a kid, like I did a little bit, but I was always like shedding trumpet. That was like the thing that I was going to do. And I figured by the time I was, you know, 25, 28, I'd be, you know, headlining Montreux and like, you know, like in this sort of jazz idiom for life. And none of that happened. Uh, you know, I like joined a jam band, which I didn't even know what that was. And I've been on the road ever since. And so it, it's an interesting juxtaposition of what you saw for yourself and what's actually happening. Um, I heard uh, Pee Wee Ellis from James Brown's band talking about when he took the James Brown gig. He's like, I was a jazz tenor player. He's like, you know, like. And I finally said yes to the James Brown gig so that I could fund my jazz project for a minute. You know, he's going to take the gig for a minute. Well, he was in the band for like 40 years. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like everybody goes through this where I have goals and aspirations and I just, it's just a different way to go about it that I never saw happening, you know? So I still have the same dreams and goals, uh, you know, as a musician, I still want those things. Um, and I've, I've had some really beautiful experiences along the way. Um, but I think that making music that feels good to you, making music that feels authentic to you in whatever capacity is always the right thing. So for me, moving forward, getting to make this album was, was really fun and special and felt good and felt like I was doing something that 
that was really important to me, you know, and to be able to do it in a time where nobody was even like allowed to look at each other, sneeze at each other, be in the same room as each other. So there was like an extra feeling of, wow, we're really lucky to be able to get to do this. Um, and when we set out to make it, we didn't, nobody knows what the end result really is going to be. Um, and we were also thrilled with the way it came out. So um, I'm enjoying the fact that that's out now. Um, I'm looking forward to being able to like play a bunch of shows in support of that with the full band. Like we wrote all this stuff, made the record, but we haven't gotten to play any of it live. Um, I mean, we have a couple of times, but um, so that's sort of next in the most immediate future, but um, you know, forward and doing things that make you feel good. That's what, that's what's next. Mm. Can't wait to see that live. Thanks. Thanks. I would love for you to rap to me about like, just personally, what you what you'd say your musical philosophy is. The thing that makes us all special, the thing that you have that nobody else has, the thing that I have that nobody else has, whatever that thing may be, um, oftentimes is the thing that we get teased about as a kid or like that sets us apart or makes us a nerd or like who knows, whatever that thing is that a lot of times we get uh, we feel weird about it's like those are our gifts and so I think for me listening to who I am as a person and and making music that's authentic with people I love will always come out on top um, and so it's not my goal to make music for the masses I was talking to a songwriter buddy of mine. This is like such a duh moment for me, but you know, he's, we've been friends for 15 plus years. I always throw him, you know, I'm like, oh, here's my new album, whatever. And he always listens to it sort of with like, okay. Well, there's, I don't really hear a hit on it. I'm like, no, of course you don't. Like, what do you mean? He's like, well, if you're not writing music to sell it, what are you doing? You know, like if you're not writing music to like make everybody sing along, what are you doing? And I just like, it, it has never one time occurred to me that like, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And like, and that's what he does for a living. He's sold more songs than I'll ever sell, you know? Um, but that's where he's coming from. And for me, I want to make music that makes me happy, that makes other people feel something, you know, whatever it is in the moment. Um, so musical philosophy wise, I think is just like, is just being authentic to who you are and, and making something that you're proud of, regardless of if it sounds like anything else or not. Um, you know, be the person that you were put here to be, even if nobody gets it, which it's hard. A lot of creative folks are like, you know, we're strange. <laughs> we're strange. And like, not everybody's going to get us. And that's the thing that, but the thing that makes you special, do that and own that. And it's not always easy, but um that's sort of my life philosophy that happens to also fall into the musical category. Yes. I love it. I love it. Jen, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for joining of me here. Of course. Anytime. So if you listen this far, like I said, we got links in the description, check out something in the water and uh, yeah, definitely recommend checking out the other albums as well. Starting to wrap up here. Just a couple more questions for you, Jen. Sure. What advice can you share for other women out there navigating through like all the different challenging 
both unconscious and conscious bias that that can exist in male dominated industries like like what advice can you share about navigating through that yeah um i would say um just own who you are because it's it's harder than it is it's harder for us than it is for men um it's just the way that it is right now that's that i don't think there's any you know, that's not really up for debate. Um, there's really not some magical advice. It's like, do what you do, work your butt off, practice hard, surround yourself with the right people, surround yourself with intelligent, respectful people who who get you. And that shouldn't matter whether you're a guy or girl, you know? Um, but if that, if you are finding yourself in a, in a situation, that's not that just like it, the, it's not worth it. Like the, the, the right people are waiting for you, you know? Um, so I, it's really not that much different than I would give a young guy coming up doing the same thing, practice hard, know your shit, um, work harder than everybody else. It's really like, there's no really great, um, there's no greater way to show that you're a badass than to just be a badass. Mm. I love it. I love it. And the, the last question I have for you here is like looking back on, you know, everything you've worked so hard at, everything you've achieved and, you know, ultimately your success, like what have you learned actually brings you real fulfillment? When all is said and done, being able to sit around the house with my family is the thing that makes me the happiest. Um, and I mean, my husband and I both tour for a living. We'll go months without seeing each other. Um, I'll go many, like, you know, never more than a year, but a long time without seeing my family, my parents, my brother, you know, um, I have such beautiful, like chosen family all over the country, um, musicians and otherwise. Um, but the thing, like when I get to come home and sit in my own house, it's like such a pleasure. It also signals like, okay, I'm done working for a minute, which is also a pleasure. Um, but music is who I am. It's what, it's why I'm here. It's all of those things. Um, but when everything goes away and I get to just sit down and be mellow, there's nowhere that I would rather be than hanging out with my family. Mm. Jen Hartswick, cheers to you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Cam. So great talking with you.